Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is two Fridays in a row that we're dropping a new episode, which is awesome. I just have so many cool things that I want to release, and I'm just happy to be able to be back again. And I just want to apologize real quick for this super late drop. I really enjoy putting them out in the morning, earlier in the day, uh, putting them out late. Like, this isn't normal, but I'm just going to give you a little backstory. I wanted to step my hardware game up and get rid of my digital mixer this whole time all 121 episodes i've ever done i've been using a digital mixer and i ordered a physical mixer and it came in the mail and it got here in the afternoon and i thought it would be just as easy as plugging it in and we'd be good to go because i was like okay how much more different can this be than what i did with the digital one turns out it was very different i had no idea what the hell i was doing my original headset isn't compatible with my mixer so i had to drive down to the local best buy which is always weird to me that i have to go there but i guess this is why the store is there it was uh convenient for me and i didn't have to wait for amazon i literally went down to the store and bought a new um, headset you know one with a 3.5 millimeter jack which is crazy to me in 2020 that i'm still buying that kind of hardware but anyways get home set everything up and i'm like all right cool i already watched youtube videos how to set this thing up and then i'm like okay all right let's let's go let's freaking do this and sure enough i'm learning that i didn't have everything figured out and i had to learn how to basically learn how to be a producer with this new mixer and the whole my whole process is way different now than what it was before and i didn't even take that into an account before i decided to do this whole thing i thought it would just be so easy but it turns out i was wrong it's super complicated and truth be told i'm still trying to figure it out so i hope uh this sounds better um but who knows you guys will let me know in the comments let me know email me dm me whatever i'm just trying to make this thing sound better for all of you guys but today's episode texas hardcore i've always been a fan i loved will to live sudden death fatality um why did i say fatality I, I totally made that up excuse me flaws victory uh so many awesome bands from Texas, and I'm drawing a blank right now because I can't believe it. I, I messed it up. Flawless Victory, awesome band. Also, X Tripwire X. So many cool bands from the past, but right now they got cool things going on, like Unexpressed. I will never not shout them out when I talk about Texas hardcore. Shout out Jordan Stewart and everybody else in the gang. But I'm just rambling, super ramble. But anyways, this week, right now, this episode, I had on Jake from Judiciary. I caught their set at FYA. And honestly, I was blown away. They managed to keep the energy in the room going and they put on a really great set. So I reached out to Jake and I told him that I enjoyed the set and I really wanted to have him on the podcast just just to talk about the history of the band. And he was nice enough to do that, which I really appreciate. So shout out Jake, shout out Judiciary and shout out all of you for dealing with this late drop. But please enjoy this podcast, support Texas Hardcore. Sure. I can't even talk. I, I'm just going to stop. I'm messing up my words. I'm pulling over my words. But this is uh, really fun learning this whole thing as I go. And I'm glad you're here to experience my struggles with me. It's fun. I'm, I'm not perfect. This is literally, uh, it's all self-taught. Nobody taught me how to do this. No formal training. But we're here. We're doing it. Episode 122. 
with Jake from Judiciary. Please enjoy it. Jake what's up man uh not much I appreciate you doing this I had um I've like always had my eye on you guys I I feel like I was first put on to you when I saw um Taylor Young I'm pretty sure it was on Twitter he like tweeted out um when um the axis of equality was coming out he was like yo like uh not paraphrasing because i can't remember what the tweet exactly said but it was basically just telling everybody to check you guys out near band from texas and that's how i found out about you guys and when i listened to it i was like oh wow this is like pretty awesome i was like super into it like from the bat that's sick man yeah we uh yeah taylor like i we that was like the first thing taylor ever mixed for us so we're like super stoked on it because like I don't know. Like all of his bands have been like some of our favorites. So yeah, that was cool. I mean, I, you're from California, right? Yeah. That's sick, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you for checking us out so long ago. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I, I feel like uh, the, the fact that you guys, um, you know, ended up working with him and then him blasting that out. I, I feel like that kind of put a, a lot of people on notice because I wasn't there for the demo um, that came out in like 2014 um, so I, I hopped on like, yeah, a couple years later, but, but it was a definitely pretty awesome. But I was always, I'm curious, uh, you guys recorded in Texas and how'd you guys end up, uh, getting in touch with Taylor and having him mix everything. Um, so like we, I forgot how, like it, it, it really like went down, but I'm pretty sure it was like, we, we emailed him before we went to go record because like, I think like when, both when the demo was out, um, twitching tongues tweeted at us at one point saying that they liked the demo um which is crazy to us um just because like we're from the middle of fucking nowhere so like anybody paying attention to us from anywhere is crazy but um so like we yeah i think twitching tongues tweeted at us and then we kind of tossed around the idea of taylor mixing it and um then we just sent him an email and he was like oh yeah you guys are sick like well uh like we can do that so we just worked that out with him and he did the mixing and then um yeah it was kind of like off from there so hell yeah that's super sick excuse me that uh you know just being from the internet and then them just kind of sending that tweet and kind of planting that seed it's 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 pretty awesome yeah man it was it was fucking cool he's the he's the man too like i said like all all of his bands and all the recordings that he's done has been like some of my favorite hardcore releases like it like since i've gotten into the shit Hell yeah. Um, who, uh, or not, excuse me, who I, I'm, I'm actually reading it right now. The Doug Aldrich, the guy who did you guys' logo. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so I, I've always been a huge fan of your logo because, um, I get, it's like, I, I feel like it like borders, like almost like, you know, like metal, uh, which I think is cool. And it's not like too crazy. Cause you, you've seen those like logos of bands where you're like, you can't even read what the hell it's saying. Um, but I, I, I just really like that. Yours is just like, um, kind of like right there, but it's like, it's not too far and it's not too crazy, but like, it still looks badass. Yeah. That's like kind of exactly what we wanted. I think we found him because he did some work for other bands 
and uh he was cool as shit man and like that that logo was like exactly what we wanted and like i think it fits us pretty well um but i do respect a good like i i don't know what the fuck that band is called kind of logo um like i i I don't know we're all big death metal heads so i fuck with like unreadable logos but that's just not us so Okay, and uh, your your guys' band Judiciary, um, your guys' sound is that just um influenced by where you guys are from? Because uh, there are a lot of like awesome bands, um, that play that style of music from Texas. And do you, do you think you guys were influenced by just being around it, or was it just by like the music you guys grew up listening to? Um, I think it's a mixture of both because like the music that we grew up listening to, like, uh, I mean, like we're pretty obviously guitar centric band um so like israel who plays guitar he is like he grew up listening to like lamb of god and like pantera and shit like that which i think is pretty apparent in the way he plays and everything um but it's also like when we all started getting into hardcore like all of the texas bands that were doing it are like very metal leaning bands Mm -hmm. so it's like since we we kind of grew up listening to more metal stuff and then the hardcore bands that we like got introduced to were more metal leaning. I guess we kind of like, yeah, we, we definitely took inspiration from that, like from the bitter ends to power trip to iron age and everything in between mammoth grinder shit like that. So it's like, yeah, like it, it definitely played a part. No doubt. I feel like my exposure to Texas hardcore, I, I kind of started on like the other end. I was listening to bands like uh, Sudden Death, X Tripwire X, Will to Live. And then I kind of like, you know, started listening to like, um, obviously bands that came after like Bitter End, Power Trip, and uh, and like the newer stuff, like my buddies and um, Unexpressed and you guys. So uh, Texas is um, pretty awesome because you guys have just have like a bunch of different bands with an awesome sound, but I feel like you guys are well more known for like that uh, kind of like that crossover thrash style. Yeah. There, there's always been like, by the way, Unexpressed is, uh, Unexpressed is fantastic. I fucking love Jordan, um, the singer of the band. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I mean, there's always been like a bunch of like, I think especially like when we started and like the, I guess you could just say like 2010 to like 2016, 15, 14, like it was pretty metal leaning. Uh, but there's also been like a bunch of like straight up, just like hardcore that's come out of Texas. That's been really good. Um, but like, you know, like, like Unexpress and, uh, like, you know, Scourge from Houston, they're a little bit like death metal leaning, but they're definitely just like very, just a straight up hardcore band and everything like that. So, I don't know. And like there, like I said, there's, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but like bands like dress code and shit have been coming out of Texas too, but definitely my, my shit and our shit has mainly been like the more metal leaning stuff. Like I said, like the power trips, the iron ages and bitter end and stuff like that. So I kind of want to take it back. Uh, You guys are from Lubbock, Texas. Like how did you guys um, form in, uh, start this band and because uh, you guys are pretty big you guys have you know gone on some awesome tours put out some solid releases so um you know you're talking about the middle of nowhere texas how did you guys all find each other and start this awesome band so um i grew up with austin our drummer he's been like my best friend since like for a long fucking time like we rode the same bus from school every day um when we were young um and we went to a small school just north of town called new deal um and so i knew him from the jump um 
I met Israel when I was in high school because I was dating this girl and she grew up with him and he was big into like the stuff I was into at the time, like the old, like 2009, 2010, like metalcore kind of stuff. Um, so like we kind of bonded through that. We went to a few shows together and everything like that. And then Kyle, our, uh, our bassist, he, uh, we met him. He's a little bit older than us. He's like, uh, like me, Austin and Israel are all 24. Um, and Kyle is 28. Um, so we met him through just going to shows in Lubbock and everything later on. Um, and we started as a four piece, um, just because like me, Austin and Israel wanted to start like a hardcore band. Cause we were just at first like getting into it. Um, and like, we want to start a hardcore band and we didn't know anybody that played bass. Um, but we knew Kyle played guitar. So we kind of were, was just, we kind of just asked him like, Hey, can you figure out bass gear and like do this with us? And he was down. So that's kind of how it started. Like back then, like there was, um, a few hardcore bands coming through town. It, it, it's never been anything like steady necessarily. Um, but like, you know, there was like a few like good shows here and there. Um, and then like Kyle and I started booking shows. So we started trying to book more hardcore shows. So judiciary can do shit. And then way later on down the line, um, we actually just added, um, our newest guitarist, Jimmy. Um, I met him through booking shows here actually, because he is from Wisconsin. Um, and he played in cross me. Um, so I met him through that and he's, he like filled in for us a few times and he just recently like officially joined the band. So that's kind of like how we came to be at this point. That's wild. And is he still living out there in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. We're right now we're just like sending shit back and forth and, um, making it work. So, um, cause like, I don't know, we're, we're at the point now where we can kind of like, like it, we're not making like good money by any means stretch of the imagination, but we can pay for him to like fly down every once in a while and like write for a weekend or practice and stuff like that. So, Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, uh, pictured you guys making tons of money, but maybe it's just like the, a weird illusion. Cause see, seeing bands like going on tour, traveling all across the country, it's just like, um, I I just always imagine like there has to be like, you know, some good money in that, but I mean, so sometimes there's like decent amount of money that comes through, but like when, when you factor in all of the costs that come with like being like a touring band between like, you know, our van isn't, isn't paid off. So we got to like pay off our van every month. And then we always have a merch bill. So that cuts like a bunch of our money out. And then, like, sometimes you got to pay for repairs. When you start a tour, you have to pay for, like, designs for shirts and stuff like that if you want an artist to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it, it adds up. And, like, there, like there, there is, like, some money in it, but it's definitely not, like, to the point of, like, you know, it's not paying all the bills. It's paying maybe a bill or two. You know what I mean? So. For sure. But. Yeah, can't really complain because like we get to we've we've gotten to done some uh, gotten to do some cool shit for sure. Yeah, and you know just being with like some of the closest people to you, be able to travel across the country and obviously see friends from different places and be able to share your your guys's music with them. I'm I'm sure that's like a really awesome thing to be able to do. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Huh. Okay, well, uh, 
I, I really like access of equality. And uh, after that, you guys put out a, a split with a band from Canada mortality rate. Um, I, I'm not familiar with um, your guys's relationship with them. Can you talk about how you guys linked up with a band from Canada and decided to put out a split? Yeah. So like, for a while at the time we were like kind of thinking about doing a split with somebody, but we weren't sure who we wanted to do it, do it with. We were kind of just like, we liked the idea of doing something like that. Um, and then Kyle, I think got linked with their singer, Jessica through like a mutual friend or something like that. And, uh, they kind of started talking and they wanted to do a split with somebody too. So it kind of just went from there and it was easy too, because like, taylor like mix mixes all of their stuff um so like he like we both went and obviously got it engineered by separate people but he mixed the whole thing which was like super cool but yeah that's kind of how it came to be was just kyle got linked up through a mutual friend and they were trying to do the same thing okay that, that's cool because i I'm, I'm always curious when i see splits um and I, i'm always just wondering like how those two bands came together and how they decided on like you know the whole like layout the amount of tracks like who's um you know putting them where mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was it, it was it was a lot of fun for sure um but it's definitely like um kind of i, I guess you could just say like challenging because you got to make sure both man bands can like find a middle ground of like vibe, I guess is a good word, good way to put it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, you got to like mix the two well, which like, obviously we're, we're, we're definitely different bands, but I think it mixed together pretty well. Yeah, no, it was definitely a a great pairing. And I definitely love seeing a band from Canada and a band from the States teaming up and putting out an awesome release. Cause I, I, I uh, have some friends in Canada and there are, are some bands that are well known in the States, but I feel like there's like more bands that are just like undiscovered out there that are doing some cool stuff. And I, I, I just like to see when uh, Canada just gets a little more shine, like in the States. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, uh, th- that's completely true. Like the guys in like stepping stone, I think that that band is fucking incredible. And like, I think they deserve more attention. That band prowl from Montreal is fucking incredible too. They played uh, LDB Fest last year, and they were one of those sets that I think a lot of people didn't expect, mm-hmm. and it went off. So like, yeah, you're you're completely right. Yeah, so I'm happy you brought that band up because I like I watched the set from LDB that um, Steven from 197 put up, and I was like, dude, this band is awesome. I was like, I, I was like, I'm getting like serious like power trip vibes from this band, and I was like, how the hell have I never heard of a band that sounds like this solid? And I was like tripping out, and I definitely watched that set like multiple times. Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I had heard, because uh, Jessica from Mortality Rate talks to us a, a lot still, obviously. I think she She's still in our band group chat because she went on tour with us once. And uh, so like, she told me about them and said like, yeah, if like you guys ever come up to Canada, you should definitely like do Eastern Canada with Prowl. And so I, I had never really listened to them. And then like Jimmy who plays in the band now said that he played with them with one of his other bands. And he was, uh, they're called low end. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but he, 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 they played with low end and he was like, dude, that band's incredible. So like at LDB, I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And man, like they got fucking riffs like they got a like they got riffs they're like they look sick on stage it's like everything you want out of like that kind of band so yeah they really blew me away i want to play with them again 
Yeah. You know, and honestly, I I haven't heard too much from them since because like I've definitely tried to uh, see if anybody actually knows those guys because I I, like wanted to talk to somebody from the band. Um, But I I haven't really heard much from their camp and I'm not sure if they're still doing stuff. I'm not sure either. I haven't seen a lot, but I know that like. I don't know. I I, want to say that their singer like does a bunch of like shit. Like, I think that he's like involved in like maybe I'm not sure. I think he's just like a busy guy. And then I think uh, a bunch of those guys like I think like one or two of those guys don't even speak English um, from what I hear, Um, because like I think Jimmy was saying that like um, like they're they're just complete Quebecois and uh they yeah they so they like i think they're kind of hard to get a hold on mm-hmm. is what i'm trying to say interesting okay yeah i, I li- literally did not know that um I, I guess it's just me being um uh just a typical american assuming everybody can speak english <laughs> yeah no i i always kind of like it sounds ignorant of me but like i always kind of forget how french like quebec is mm-hmm. but yeah it's crazy yeah, and like the only reason why I, I know it is like that is because I I'm, I'm like a huge fan of mixed martial arts and uh, there's this oh, guy yeah. uh, George St Pierre who's from uh, out there and yeah yeah so he's like you know French Canadian and uh, like literally had no idea that it was like that out there until like I started getting into like pretty heavy and following him mm-hmm. and then he breaks out into Quebecois and you're just like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, yeah. but it's cool. But, um, but that's that's awesome. I, I'm I'm glad you brought up that band Prowl because uh, I I haven't really ever talked to anybody about them. So so it's cool that somebody yeah. else out there knows about them and thinks they're awesome. Yeah, them and Stepping Stone are two really good Canadian bands that um, I want to see do more. Stepping Stone's still doing a shit ton of stuff. Like I want to say that they're they're planning on touring and putting out some music this year, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think, did they have trouble getting into the States? That's why they had to drop off the LDB pre-show? Yeah, yeah, because the Canadian border is always hard for them, man. Like, Jess always tells me that, like, like for them, because they've, like, mortality rates toward the States a couple of times, but, like, mm-hmm. they have to, like, really jump through hoops and, like, make sure that they have, like, their shit straight and, like, their story's good and everything like that. Or else, like, there's no getting in. It's crazy. Yeah, like I was I had the guys from Seven Stone on the podcast a while back, and they're telling me that like they have to basically plan their tours like a year in advance because they have to like just like pay so much just to get into the country to do like business, quote unquote. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, have you guys ever had any trouble um, crossing over? No, like we always we're always like prepared for the worst. Um, just because we've heard horror stories of bands getting stuck up at the border. Like Jimmy said that like one time, I think one of his old bands went and he like, they got stuck at the border. They like took all their shit out of the van. And then like, they like were interrogating each of them and they found like Jimmy, like, like was playing, he plays guitar. And I guess like he scraped his, one of his knuckles on his strings and a little bit of blood got on his, got on his guitar. Mm. And uh, the guy at the border like place was trying to say that like he was using it as a weapon to hurt people and stuff like that. Like straight crazy shit. And uh, so like we hear like a bunch of stories like that. So we're always like prepared in case anything like that happens. Like every time we've gone, like we've never had a problem. So 
the we we got nervous once because uh israel left his uh passport in like his bag in the trailer so he had to go get it and i was like scared that he was gonna think that we were being like sketchy or something but yeah other than that like we had pretty smooth sailing with the border okay that's cool yeah because I've, I've definitely heard like you know uh similar horror stories of bands trying to cross over um but that's cool uh, i'm glad you guys have uh, hadn't had any crazy issues like that yeah we almost got in trouble uh <laughs> when when we were in europe we were crossing the ferry over in the uk and uh so like we had we had to rent a van um to do that tour and the way the van was set up it was like um it had like all the gear was in the back but there was like a little loft bed over it mm-hmm. so like you could get it get to it from like the cabin of the van and so like we had like gotten back in the van and two of our guys were up in the top and we didn't know that they had to like um like open the open the back of the van to see who was inside obviously like they should um but like they were up there and like the british police like opened the back of the van and they were just like staring at them and they were trying to give them tickets for like not wearing seat belts, obviously. And uh, we thought that they were going to like really like get after us. And they're like, go talk to like the police down there. And they like pointed down this road and we could drove and like we didn't see any police. So we just like kept on going and it never caught up to us after that. But that was like really the only border problem that we've ever had. And it was very minor. Yeah, that's strange. They just like kind of pointed in like this general direction. Um, I wonder if they were just like trolling you guys or if they were like being serious. Well, I think that they thought maybe like there was like a cop down. I don't know. But like, yeah, they told us to like talk to the to the cop that was like down the street because it was just like a one lane road off the boat, like mm-hmm. to the light, like the like to the main roads and everything like that so like we drove down that road and we didn't see anybody so we're just like okay we're we're just gonna keep on going so yeah but that's like yeah like i said that was if that's the worst thing that's ever happened to us at the border i'm very happy about that yeah for sure and hopefully um in the future you guys don't run into any crazy issues and you guys are just able to keep it going you know smooth sailing yeah i might have just uh i might have just jinxed myself by saying that but i guess we'll, we'll only find out one way yeah we'll figure it out but man i i feel like um like you guys are like a pretty active band just uh constantly touring mm-hmm. yeah this past year was like the busiest year we've ever had um like i think that i totaled it up and we were on tour for like four months out of the whole year which compared to some bands is not that much but um yeah we were gone a pretty good amount and was that by design or were offers just like popping up that you can refuse? Um, kind of both. Um, just because like, I like offers were popping up that we couldn't say no, no to. And we had just put out the record. Like we just put out surface noise in January. So like, obviously we wanted to tour off of that and kind of promote that and everything. Um, but it was like kind of one after another, they just kept on coming in. Like we did the, we we right after the record we had the record release tour which was like two and a half weeks and we like did suicide drives and did like a full u.s in two and a half weeks pretty much Mm -hmm. um and uh then we had the europe tour planned where we went over with vomicara um and that was the only thing that we had planned Mm -hmm. and then we got hit up to do um our tour with the occasion straight in kubicon and chamber and that was like oh that's like a crowd that hasn't seen us yet for sure let's do that 
And then right after that, it was like knocked loose, asked us to do a week. And we're just like, yeah, we're not turning that down. So that happened. And then we got asked to do the, uh, the gate creeper tour, um, to like with exhumed gate creeper and Necron. I was like, okay, like, yeah, we should definitely play to a death metal crowd. And that's like the perfect tour to do that. So yeah, it was just kind of a mix of both, but it was also like, we wanted to do that because like, obviously like we wanted to get ourselves out there and see, see what, see what other shit was about, you know? Mm -hmm. I, uh, Enjoy the new record, and I was uh, pretty stoked to see you guys uh, take out Drain, and I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like um, that was great for them because I feel like that was like one, one of the first times they were able to get out and be in front of like a bunch of different crowds than they're like normally used to playing. Can you mm-hmm. talk about how um, Drain ended up on that tour w- with you guys? Yeah, man. So I first of all, I I fucking love Drain. They're like one of my favorite bands right now. Mm-hmm. All the guys in that band are like fucking amazing. I love all of them. Um, obviously, we all know Sam, Sammy is the greatest person to ever walk this earth, but that's besides the fact. So, like, we played with Drain in the Bay. Um, I want to say it was like 2016. Um, and we played at 924 Gilman in Berkeley, and they like opened the show. And, uh, I remember, like, I was at the merch table. I hadn't met any of them yet. But, like, they walked up on stage, and Sammy did his usually, like, what's up, man? I'm so glad that you guys are here. Like, his ha- like just himself, being himself, just super happy. And I was like, oh, cool. And then, like, they started playing, and it was, like, unbelievable. It was tight. It was fast. It was hard. It was everything, like, cool about that band. Um, so I met Sammy at that show because, like, Obviously, I liked the band. I thought it was cool, so I said hi to him. Super nice guy, obviously, and, like, we fucking, like, hit it off. And then we, we kind of stayed in touch for, like, after that. Um, and then, like, we kind of, like, I think I, I, I saw him a few times, like, maybe if we played, like, his area a couple of times, I saw him. And then uh, it came time for the record release tour, and uh, we were trying to think of bands to, like, do it with, and, like, um james the guy that books us he also books for drain and uh he was like hey do you want me to like ask drain because we wanted to do like regional support on um each leg of the tour Hmm. and so we're like yeah we'll do like the western part of it with drain um which like was perfect and uh they actually hopped on a few shows early because um i think that their their tour with rhythm of they had a tour with rhythm of fear and I think it either ended early or they had like way too many off days. So they just jumped on a few shows and yeah, it was like sick. Like, like seeing it's sick seeing them grow so quick because like I said, we played with them in like 2016 in the Bay and that was kind of where they were delegated to. And now they're like one of the hottest bands in hardcore, which is like super cool to see. Yeah. I, I just think it's awesome that uh, like you guys um, being like a more established band at the time, like and seeing the potential in a band like that and willing to be like, hey, like we want you uh, to come like, you know, play with us on this this tour. Like and w- when you think of California, there's like, you know, like an endless amount of good bands. But the fact that at that time you're able to see the potential and drain and like appreciate them and willing to take that chance and take them out. Like I thought it was like really awesome of you guys. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that they're. I mean, it, in my opinion, like they're them getting the attention that they're getting now. I'm so fucking happy about it. Mm-hmm. Long overdue, yeah. man. Like 
they've been killing it for a while. Like even from like their their uh, the EP that they put out. The name is escaping me right now, but it's the blue and black cover. Like that was great, and then that's when they kind of started touring, and then they put out the promo with California Curse and Army of One, and I think that that's when people started being like, oh, okay, this is like a cool band. I remember talking to Taylor about it when we were recording something. Like, and he was just like, dude, they're like the coolest band I could think of. It's like surf, it's surf thrash. Like, that's all you need. It's, it's fun. It's cool. I don't know. Like, I'm rambling, but like, they're, them being, getting the attention they're getting now is long overdue. And I'm so fucking happy about it. I want to do more shit with them. Like, no doubt. Yeah, for sure, and I, I'm definitely stoked for them too. Uh, everybody in that band is uh, great, and it's like well deserved. And I'm happy that people are finally like you know paying attention to Drain because I, I uh-huh. like all like California, um, you know, Northern, Southern, uh, the middle, like great bands everywhere. So I'm, but it's just cool to see Drain finally get that shine because they've definitely have been working hard at it, and, and it's well deserved. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, all those, all the Bay bands right now are fucking killing it. It's insane. Between like them, Gulch, and Hands of God, like it, it's crazy how like that part of California is really just like killing it right now. Yeah, and it's just like they just have a strong scene. You know, everybody supports each other, and they're all, you know, everybody's like working hard behind the scenes and just keeping going. So yeah, shout out to all those bands up there. Yeah. What what part of California are you from, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, I, I grew up in the Palm Springs area, but now I'm just in Orange County. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I, I was I was curious. I thought you were like in Orange County, LA area, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just in Southern California, it's, it's, it's like nice out here. I, I appreciate um, what we have going on, um, and I just love hardcore in general. Oh, yeah, me too, man. Like, I, LA is like one of our favorite places to play um and like surrounding areas too like one of our first um we, when we played sound and fury back in 2016 we played um murietta like oh, wow. kind of a, yeah it was like uh some like i want to say it was like some church and that was like one of our that was like our first california show ever and it was fucking sick like we were on we played uh or we were on tour with our friends bloodhound and afflicted nature from san antonio mm-hmm and um yeah they're like that that was like our first california experience and it was fucking badass so like ever since then like we've always wanted to like we kind of try to get out there whenever we can hell yeah uh, you bring up um of afflictive nature can i ask you do you know what whatever happened to those guys uh yeah so like they just kind of like slowed down um when okay so after that tour actually um them and bloodhound um actually got in like a pretty pretty bad wreck um on the way back to texas from colorado like they rolled their van totaled their van i think that like their drummer dom i want to say that he like broke his leg i think somebody broke their arm i think somebody had a concussion um like it was bad so like after that like afflictive nature like didn't have a van so they couldn't tour and then i think a few of them got like like good jobs so they didn't want to like risk that like and tore off like when they had like good jobs at home um but like since then they've released like they released a promo a while back and they actually just released an lp i think in december um they just kind of threw it out there because they were just like yo we 
I was actually talking to their singer Pat about it uh, last week because we played San Antonio and they were, he was like, yeah, we kind of just like, like we were holding on to it and like we put it out. And that LP is fucking incredible. Like front to back, it's insane. But like, obviously they can't play very much. Um, so it kind of went under the radar. But yeah, that band's like, they play shows every once in a while. Um, but they, yeah, they're, 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 they're very calm now. That's crazy. I had no idea that they put out a new LP. I have to go check it out because I feel like, uh, yeah, they, they kind of just like uh, went like silent and then I, I just didn't really see them on flyers or anything. So I, I just kind of figured they just kind of hung it up. And um, yeah, that, that's crazy. I, I'm definitely going to go check that out after we're done here because I'm just really curious because like, I really enjoy that band and like what they were doing. And I was just like kind of bummed out when they just kind of just stopped doing stuff. Yeah, they yeah, they're fucking amazing, man. I like they yeah so it actually came out in october i just looked it up but um it's called palace of pain and like it is front to back incredible all the riffs pat's like singing they like put a lot more like metal influence in the in this record and it shows um and it's i don't know it's fucking cool we last time we played with them was when we did like a record release weekend and we played a san antonio show and they played that one and that was the last time I've seen them. They gotten a lot weirder since maybe you probably seen them. Like Pat got like a, uh, a mic stand. That's like, it doesn't like hit the ground. He just kind of holds it, but it's like an upside down cross made out of chain. And then like when we played that show, he like snuck a sword into the venue and was like holding it on stage and shit. So I don't know. That band fucking rules. I, I, I wish they would do more, but I understand why they don't. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely understand um, based off of what you explained, but that's crazy. Uh, do you know if there's any video footage of that set? Because I, I would definitely love to see him with a sword and his mic stand. Oh, man, I, I want to say so. And like, yeah, he, they're like, he's like so over the or They're all over, so over the top with it. Um, like, I think that Travis, their guitar player, was like wearing like a spiked gauntlet that was like, like five inches tall. And then like, Pat was wearing sunglasses the whole time. It was a whole fucking deal. Uh, but I, I feel like there there probably is footage of that set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found it. Um, I just look up Afflictive Nature Live at Alamo, Alamo City Music. Okay. It's like the first thing that you look up when it's Afflictive Nature Live. So just look that up on YouTube. All right. Hell yeah. But, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, because definitely a fan of that band. And um, maybe, hopefully one day I, I can see them again. Yeah, I hope so too, man. I, I like I said, I hope they do more stuff. Um, just because, like, I think that band's one of the best things that Texas has ever put out, honestly. Um, and like their transformation as a band has been like super cool to watch too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you guys went on tour with uh, the Acacia Strain you mentioned earlier. You, you said you wanted to kind of get in front of a different crowd. How do you think yeah. you, you guys were received on that tour? Man, that show was, or that tour was great, man. Like, I, cause we were definitely like, quote unquote, the weird band on that tour. Okay. Um, just because, like, the Acacia Strain and Kublacon kind of have like the same fans. And then Chamber can play to that kind of um, crowd because, like, they're just like a straight, like, uh, like squeaky metalcore band. So, like, they have like a bunch of like straightforward breakdowns and stuff like that where we kind of have like a more quote unquote, like old fashioned sound, like when, like with like a hardcore twist. So like 
I didn't know what to expect. I thought that it's like it was either going to go two ways. Either it was going to be really good or it was going to be like some people got it and some people were just like, okay, well, I that was fine. Um, but like every night, like we had like good crowds. People were into it. Like people, you know, bought merch, came up and talked to us so that like we were like their first hardcore band they've, they've ever seen, which was cool because like those bands like have people like a bunch of the people that listen to them like those might be like that might be like their first heavy show ever you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so like it was cool to like get to like play to those kind of people too because obviously like hardcore is a little bit different and it's a little bit like you kind of have a, a lot of people kind of have to go through like a transition period to get to hardcore like not a lot of people get to hardcore first you know what i mean yeah, no, so. I definitely get that because uh, for me growing up, I was like all over like MTV, BT before I even found out what hardcore was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me, I was the same way. Like I, I kind of started out with like radio rock and shit like that when I was in middle school. And then I kind of like got into Slipknot and that kind of got me into like, like more like deathcore type stuff. And then like third like and then i bought like a terror cd because i thought that terror was a cool band name and that's kind of how i got introduced to hardcore that's awesome terror was like the first hardcore band that i was able to see and like the first like real band that i got like super into and i'm still into them to this day awesome band you know what's crazy is that like i like terror was the first hardcore cd like keepers the face of faith was the first like piece of hardcore music that i consciously listened to um and I didn't get to see Terror for the first time till last year. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, well, because, like, 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 Lubbock, like, we don't get, like, many big hardcore shows. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they had come here before, but it was before I got into hardcore. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, I, like, it took me that long. Just, like, I think Keepers of the Faith came out in 2010. And... Yeah, it took me like nine years just to be able to see him. It's crazy. Yeah, but luckily they still put on a great show. Like, still super solid band. Oh yeah, Vogel. Vogel is one of like the best frontmen ever, and all the musicians of that band are fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but going back to that Acacia uh, Strain tour, uh, I, I think it's cool that they um, still tour and uh, take out younger bands and bands that um, you know necessarily don't fit like their crowd, just to kind of uh, just like blend like this whole like you know thing of like like hardcore and like heavier music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I it, it was definitely really cool. Like all those guys are fucking like really cool guys. Like you know that's a band that's been around forever, and like they they're kind of in a position to where they can do that. And it makes sense. Um, and like, I was talking to Vincent about it on that tour and he kind of just, you know, I'm not trying to speak for him, but like just kind of relaying what he said, like he kind of said like, you know, like we don't want to go on tour with like bands that we're not stoked on seeing every night. And like, he was like, that's why like we want to take out bands like y'all and chamber, like, especially like younger bands, which I think is super cool. Cause I feel like a lot of like, bands that are more established kind of get caught up in their own like sometimes like people get caught up in their own egos and they don't see like that the younger generation kind of has something to offer uh 
And I don't know. I really respect Cage Strain a lot for like doing that because I feel like every tour that they go on, they're always bringing a band that literally only came out in the past like few years. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I like that about them a lot. I'm really curious to see how uh, Rotting Out's going to do on that tour with them. I think it'll be great, man. Like, like I said, like I, I didn't think that we would do great. And like knowing how just like magnetic rotting out is as a band, like they can pull people in because like between just like the music's cool, but like also like Walter as a front man is like so hard to ignore and so hard not to get behind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I think that it would be great. Plus that lineup is fucking killer. Um, between Chamber, Fueling Mouth, Creeping Death, them, and the Case Train, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a really awesome tour. And they're definitely hitting, like, uh, like all the markets. They're doing, like, a pretty awesome trip across the U.S. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of jealous that we're not on that tour just because, like, so many friends are on it. Like, Creeping Death has been, like, our good friends for a long time because, obviously, they're from Texas, and we've toured with them a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we toured with Fueling Mouth, uh, uh, not last, not last October, but the October before it was like them and Vane, And like, so those guys are really good friends of ours too. Case strain and chamber. We toured with on the same tour. So it's like, fuck, I wish we were on that shit, but it's going to be a cool tour. No, nonetheless. So uh, service noise. Uh, I, uh, noticed that you guys went and actually recorded with Taylor young because <laughs> the other stuff you guys put out, I was with, um, Oh, I was just looking at his name. Uh, Daniel Smuck. Yes. Uh, yeah. Was there a reason you guys finally decided to make the trip out and actually record out in um, L.A.? Um, I think that the main reason was just kind of like, why not? You know, mm-hmm. like, because I mean, like. So basically at the risk of sounding corny, like from the jump, like this band has always kind of been like, you know, we're from the middle of nowhere, not like there's never been really any like or there's never been any heavy bands that like have like really made it out of Lubbock um so like we kind of had like have had the notion since we started like nobody gives a fuck about us we're gonna like do this shit right and make it sound good and make the art good and make this good and that good so that we're proud of it if anything else if anybody else cares that's cool and we even went into the LP with that attitude like we didn't even have like closed casket wasn't on board yet. We didn't have anybody asking us to put anything out for us. So like we kind of were just like, eh, fuck it. We'll spend extra money and have Taylor like engineer and produce and help us out. And like, it'll sound fucking great. You know what I mean? So yeah, the main reason was really just like, yeah, fuck it. Okay. And one thing that I really liked that you guys did with that record was that you guys had some awesome uh, features on the record. You guys had uh, Nate from God's Hate and then Jess from Mortality, or excuse me, Mortality Rate. And then, um, wow, I'm blinking on the singer's name from uh, Brian from uh, Knock Loose, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's awesome because I uh, think it's cool when uh, other bands like feature other singers and uh, I'm, I'm not sure why it doesn't happen more often, but like I'm a huge fan of uh, God's hate and I, I always ride for bands from California. So seeing um, him on your guys' record, I, I thought was awesome. And can you talk about how you guys got him to be on the record? Uh, yeah. So, so uh, Brody, like that was actually a funny story. So like 
we were in like Van Nuys, like recording with Taylor and there, the part where he had, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to do like, um, a guest vocal there, but I'm not sure who would do it. Like I kept on like throwing around names mm. and everything. And, um, uh, like Taylor was like, well, what about Brody? Like he lives like down the street. Like I could text him if you want me to. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like off. Like he didn't have any wrestling events that day. Mm. And like he was in town. So like he texted him and then like 20 minutes later he showed up and we were like, okay. He's like, okay, what am I singing? Got in the booth, yelled it, and then went back home after that. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that came to be. It was just kind of like a spur of the moment thing. That's wild. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and he fucking killed it. He sounds perfect on it. And like, I love God's hate. Like that's one of my favorite closed casket bands, honestly. Yeah. I, I wish they would um, put out that new record already. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's coming relatively soon though. So, yeah, you know, I, I run into him at the most like random places. Like I either see him like, and this is like outside of shows. I either see him at like a comic book convention. Cause I ran into him at comic con a couple of times or, uh, um, I, as m- more recently I, I ran into him in Disneyland and I had asked him uh, about like God's hate. I was like, dude, love God's hate. Um, like, are you guys still doing stuff? And then he, he had told me that, um, that they had um, already recorded the new record and that he was letting um, Anthony handle all the um, PR for it. And I was like, all right. And like, that was like the last I ever heard about it. Um, besides like seeing people tweeting about how awesome the new record is. Uh, and I'm just like, damn, I, I can't wait for it to come out and listen to it. Cause like seriously, like one of the coolest bands. Yeah. Straight up. Like, uh, I mean, anything that like, like calling them that group, like anything that that group of guys touches in my opinion is fucking great. Like they're just really good at writing songs. And, uh, so like, yeah, I'm stoked to hear it too. I have, I know that it's like coming soon, but I, I'm not sure like what exactly the details are though. Cause I've only heard from like the guy who runs close casket, Justin. Mm-hmm. I talked to him pretty often. I've only heard from him. I was like, yeah, they keep on just like sending me shit. And I don't know like, what, like, uh, like last hour he's like, yeah, they're just like sending me recordings. And I was like, great. So where's the, when's the full product coming? (laughs) So, but yeah, no, I, am pretty sure it'll come out relatively soon. I'm just waiting with bated breath for now. Okay. And I mentioned knock loose. Uh, it's cool to see like a, uh, you know, bigger band like that, uh, you know, support you guys. Can can you talk about, um, how you guys linked up with them? Cause you mentioned earlier, you guys went on that, um, run with them. Uh, yeah. So basically, we got linked up with them. Um, I kind of like met Brian through the internet um, in a way. I think I, I'm not really sure how it went down, but like knocked loose, like played Lubbock once and um, like they played and he like recognized me. And so like we got connected through that, but then like also the guy that used to play bass for us, he knew them since they were like, for like since they had just started touring and everything like that so he met them so he had kind of like a a stronger connection to them and we we kind of linked up with them more so through him and then yeah he did the thing on the record and then like we kind of kept in touch and then yeah they kind of were just like yeah it's like that was like their record release like week too because they played like i think it was like a week of like small venues and then they had one big record release show in louisville 
which is crazy because that show was uh, it was them, Indecision, Mind Force, Us, Karma, Heartstopper, Stepping Stone. Uh, I think that's it. If I'm forgetting anybody, I apologize. But yeah, it was fucking crazy. Can you talk about what that record release show was like? Because I, uh, I had the dudes on from Karma, and they talked about how insane that show was for them. So I was just curious, like, what that experience was like for you guys. Dude, they're okay. So first of all, before I get to our set, their set was fucking crazy. Um, like, there were people stage diving like ten feet out onto barricades hitting their heads all over the places. People were getting the shit beat out of them. Everybody knew the words. Um, the venue sounded insane too, which just made like their really heavy sound sound even heavier. Um, so like they killed it. Um, and then we had to go on after them. And I remember when they got off stage, I told Jordan from Carmel, I was like, what the fuck, dude, you're going to make us play after that. And, uh, but like we had a really good set. Like it was, uh, like it was, it was a good set. People knew the words like the, like the venue was full front to back. So like everybody played for a full crowd, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, that show was incredible, man. And then like mind force fucking incredible too. Um, indecision had a cool set and then knocked loose, obviously knocked it out of the park in their hometown. So. Hell yeah. That, that's awesome to hear. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm seeing like, bands in their hometown is like a special thing so that's one thing that i would like to experience at some point is seeing knock loose in their hometown just because of like how big they are and the kind of impact that they've had and are having on hardcore yeah and it was very like cool to see because like obviously that's a band that like has a lot at their fingertips right now um and i think that I, i i I might be wrong, but I think I remember them saying that like before that show, they hadn't played Louisville in like a couple of years. So like that was like a really special, like big thing for them that they like wanted to do. And it was like just right. And it came just at the right time. So mm. it was super cool. And like, I don't know. I, I agree with you though. I like seeing bands in their hometown. Like the first time I ever saw bitter end was in San Antonio. And that was fucking insane. Um, we don't put we don't get to play Lubbock very often just because like we're so spread out and the metal scene here isn't very good or metal slash hardcore scene whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. it's just not very pronounced um so like for our record release last year we played our hometown in the first for the first time in over two years um and like we got like a few hundred people through the door which for Lubbock like I think we got like 300 people paid and for Lubbock, that is like unheard of. Uh, if it gives you any context, like not trying to brag or anything, but like the Black Dahlia murder and power trip were here a few months before that. And we probably doubled the crowd that was there for that show. Damn. So, that's, yeah, it was wild. crazy. That's cool though. But... Yeah. It's very, very left field and we didn't expect it, but it was very cool to do. So you guys went on that uh, more uh, death metal tour. Was that a good experience for you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and I said earlier, but like, we're pretty, we're really big death metal heads, like all of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so like getting to tour with gate creeper 
it was like super cool because that's a band that like we all love. I like we met them a few years ago and like made friends with them. I booked them once in Lubbock and I don't know, they've just always been cool to us. So that's kind of how we got hooked, linked into that tour. Um, cause it was kind of their record release tour cause they had just put out deserted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like getting to play with like kind of like a quote unquote, like, like, I don't want to say the word like legacy band, but like an older band that's like really pronounced as like, a huge band in the death metal scene, like exhumed, um, California natives. Uh, like that was fucking cool. And then like Necrot is like one of my favorite modern death metal bands. Now, like they were my favorite band to watch every night just because they were fucking insane. And then like the crowds were a little bit harder to break through than like the Acacia strain crowd, because I feel like a lot of them were expecting death metal. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're not a death metal band. Um, but I think like we did like, like, I think we did like show a lot of people like that we could kind of hang with that crowd. And like, I think a lot of people liked us and I think it was, I know, it was a fun tour to do for sure. I, I don't have any major complaints about it at all. Like it was fun and I'm glad we got to play in front of that crowd. And, uh, right after that ended, you guys played a show in LA and that kind of came together, um, pretty fast. It, w- what was the reasoning behind that? You guys were just like in the area and just wanted to get one out there for California. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so originally the gate creeper tour, we were supposed to start in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then like routing changed, dates got changed without us knowing before it got announced. So like it got announced, we were like, oh, I guess we're starting in Texas now. So we didn't have an L.A. show. And so that was like the only major city that we didn't hit on that tour, too, because like it was I think the end of that tour was like San Francisco, Vegas, and then the tour was over because they like Gate Creeper had a record release in L.A. before the tour started that we didn't play. Mm-hmm. So. We got all the way through the tour and I think we were in San Francisco and like some people were tweeting at us like, man, I, like, I wish you guys had an LA show. I wish you guys had an LA show, like whatever. And like we were in San Francisco and I was like, yo, what if we like got something together? Um, and we're kind of like, well, if it's like cool, then maybe. So I texted Xavier from Bamakara two days before the show is about to happen, by the way. And I was like, yo, I don't know if this is possible at all, but like, if you could make this happen, could we get a show in two days? And he was like, yeah, let me see what's up. And then like by the next day, the lineup was done. The flyer was done. And yeah, that's just kind of how it came together. It was just a really spur of the moment thing. And what um, was there a reason why uh, Vamakara couldn't be on the flyer? Um, I think that we just like, I, I don't think there was like a practical, like a real, like concrete reason. I think it was partially because like they, I think it was partially because they had just played like a few weeks before. Mm-hmm. And then like, we kind of wanted to put like a little bit of mystique on it, I guess, in a weird way. Like we kind of just feel like, Oh, maybe we just like, cause we thought about not even just like putting them on, just like having them do a completely surprise set. Um, but then we were like, okay, let's just like put like, secret band or something like that um just to kind of like okay maybe more people will come out just to see who it is 
um, which was funny because I saw people, some people talk, tossing around like Soul Search as the secret man. I was like, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that'll totally happen. Just like th- this is it. This is the final moment. They decided to get back and play yeah, this one show. The, this one show that we booked two days beforehand. That's wild. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I think it's awesome that uh, you reached out and they were able to make it happen so quick. Yeah. No, it was fucking cool. And that show was cool, too. We played that We played that venue, the Rec Center, um, uh, I think like September of 2018. We played it with Bamakara, Creeping Death, and Gulch played that show, and I think Momentum played, too. Mm-hmm. And that show was crazy. That sh- I think that show sold out that many. It's a small room, but it sold out. And uh, then, like, yeah, the the show that we, the surprise show that we played, we, like, I think I think we hit like fire marshal capacity on that show, which is crazy on two days' notice. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. The for people to be able just to make it out, especially like uh, on such short notice which is cool. Yeah. It kind of shows that like, you know, people like really wanted to see you guys in LA and you guys showed up and you know, the kids came out. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I, we, we tried to like not go to that show with like too many expectations, but like, it was cool to see that like people actually cared enough to like take the time out on such short notice and go see us in downtown LA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they probably had to sit through a shit ton of traffic just to do that too. So I respect that even more. So I most recently saw you guys at FYA and that day, like um, inclination was playing and they played like an awesome set. And I remember thinking like, shit, like who has to like follow this up? And it was you guys. And I was like, oh, I was like, I I hope people, you know, still pop off and go off for you guys. But I, I feel like after inclination set then you guys played i feel like you guys were able to like match that energy and kids were still there going off and just going nuts and i, I was like cool i was like I'm, I'm glad nobody had a bad set and i was stoked that you guys um you know killed it that day and, and that's like what kind of pushed me more to actually like reaching out and like wanting to talk to you yeah i i was like really like excited about how that set turned out because i was pretty nervous about that too because like inclination every time they play it's like they always have insane energy like they capture they hook people in super good they're all super tight musicians and like without speaking for them they hated that set too like they look they got on stage mad saying that they like blew that set which is crazy because like you know you were out there and you're like damn that set was insane you know what i mean yeah for sure Uh, but like so we yeah, I, we were all like, fuck, okay, let's try to do our best to match that. And it turned out well. Like, I, I I, couldn't complain about that set. I was not doing well. I started feeling sick the day of that, like, that day. Um, and so I was like, I had to, like, leave the fest early after we played because I was so sick. And I ended up going back to our hotel and just sleeping all day. Um so like I I must I, I like delegated all my energy for the day just to our set and it turned out well. So and that was our first time playing FYA too. So I think that added to a layer of like nervousness about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but like yeah, I was happy about it. I can't complain. And were you just like did you get like food poisoning or like what, what kind of illness did you have? 
I found out later, uh, after I got home, I went to the doctor and found out I had strep throat. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I had no idea. Cause like my throat didn't hurt that bad, but it was just like, it was all fatigue. Like I just felt like I was like drained. Like I couldn't, I couldn't move. I was all achy. I was like tired. It just kicked my ass pretty much. So that's why I had to leave early. Yeah. That's wild. But, but uh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say like, I, I played like a full set. So like that kind of shows that like my, 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 my throat health like felt like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you didn't sound I was kind of, yeah, so like I, I was kind of surprised that it was strep throat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy, but uh, that's cool. Uh, I, I had no idea that it was your guys' uh, first time playing out there for FYA. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely a cool experience because that's like a fest I've wanted to play for a while, and we haven't played Florida that much either, like outside of fest. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to play like the big florida fest out of all of them you know what i mean yeah it was definitely great exposure because i feel like uh that's like the fest to go to in florida like because i feel like all the different um parts of like all the different florida scenes come together then also all the bands from uh across the country like you know we all like congregate there for like that awesome fest so it's definitely a good showing oh yeah absolutely (laughs) Well, that's awesome. And it seems like you guys are playing uh, like more fast. You guys were announced on United Blood. You guys are going to Canada for Wild Rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For right now, like we're trying to like not or for the first part of the year, we're like not touring um, just because like we're only playing like fests and one offs just because like we're trying to not overstay our welcome on touring. Okay. Uh, Cause like, obviously like they're, they're like, uh, you don't want people to get apathetic, um, when you come to their city, you know what I mean? Um, cause there's definitely some bands that, that overkill it. Yeah. And it's sad too, because, uh, like it's like, Oh, so-and-so is back in town. Okay. Maybe I'll just like see them next time. And like, when you get to that point, it's just like, sometimes like next time just never really comes. Cause you just kind of are just so passive on seeing them because you feel like they're always around. So you like, there's really not a chance to like miss them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, which is like the exact opposite of what we want to happen. So, like, we toured a bunch last year, so we're trying to be like, okay, for the first part of this year, we're just going to slow down. If we get like fest invites, we'll do that, and then like, kind of wait, wait it out, try to write some material when we can, and everything like that. So, yeah, and we we just played LDB Fest a few weeks ago too, and that was insane. One of the best sets we've ever played, honestly. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to see that set get uploaded by Steven because he already uploaded one set from the fest and it looked really awesome. And I, I know that uh, that band, Absence of Mind, they played like earlier in the day. So I'm like, holy shit, if they played like earlier in the day and they had that kind of reaction, I'm kind of curious to see like how like the other bands did. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick, Steven, what a fucking hard, hard worker. Like I couldn't, like I talked to him at the fest because like I can't, I can't believe like the the effort that he puts into his shit. Uh, like he was standing there all day, every day, every band, just like filming the whole thing. He had a multiple cameras going, you know what I mean? And then he's got to go home and edit it all together and cut it and everything like that. So like, shout out to Steven. He's fucking incredible. Uh, but uh, also like, yeah, like the absence of mindset, like they played, I think like second or first of like the day they played 
and their set was fucking wild, man. Uh, like literally, like I was just talking about it to somebody the other day. Like, no band on that fest had a bad set. Everyone got a good reaction, big or small. It was insane. And like the setup was perfect because it kind of like pushed people more towards the stage, which made like all the band's reactions better. And then like that fest is like my probably my favorite just because like I feel like with a bunch of shit like that, sometimes like there's a bunch of egos involved and people like try to like kind of like show off and stuff like that. But like that fest literally just every year feels like a big party and everybody's just hanging out. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah, feel like, uh, I feel like that's like all I've heard about that fest is like how um, everybody there is just like super chill. Everybody's just like keeping it real. There's no like, yeah, no weird, like cool guy shit. Yeah, no, it's fucking great. And like, it doesn't hurt that the lineup was insane too. Like the perfect mix of like up and coming younger bands and then like little shit sprinkled in like a secret knocked loose set, which I mean, obviously it's not little, but like, a, a secret knock loose set and then like having like a band like fiddlehead play which is like different from the rest of the fest and then like younger like a good mix of bands so like you had like magnitude which is just like incredible straight up hardcore band but then you also had hands of god which was just ass beating the whole time like it's just like i don't know i i, I thought that it was like the perfect fest this year yeah, and how they get bitter end out there. I feel like I would I would have loved to have seen that band. Dude, I was okay, so I that is like my favorite Texas hardcore band. One of my favorite hardcore bands of all time. Okay. Uh and so I was out of breath for most of it just because I was so excited to see them. I was up front the whole time pretty much. Um but yeah, I was like, they, I, I think it's one of those things that like, right. They're at the point now because like they're all spread out across the country. And I think that they're just like, yeah, we just kind of want to do cool shit. So if we get asked to, we'll do it. Um, and a bunch of people missed that band though. It was like a shame. It sucked. Um, Cause I think that like there was inclination played before them. Okay. In their hometown. So a lot of the newer, younger kids, like since Bitter End doesn't tour anymore, they haven't put out a record in a few years. I think a lot of the younger kids like just didn't just don't know about Bitter End. So a bunch of the younger kids left and like there was like an after show that was like starting like right after Bitter End played. So they just went ahead and went to the after show. But Bitter End set was still crazy and still sounded unbelievable. Hell yeah, that's like I'm glad to hear that they still sounded awesome. And I hope yeah, I, I if they notice like you know that people left, I hope that doesn't like deter them from like doing things in the future because that band has been solid from like their first release to now. And I I just w- uh, would like to see them do cooler stuff. Like I'm hoping that they get asked to play Sound and Fury so I can see them at Sound and Fury again because like yeah, seriously, awesome band. Yeah, man, like they like I want to do some shit with them. Like I I want to if they do shit, I'm going to like punish them into make into letting us go, like tag along with them cuz like I said that's like one of my favorite bands from the jump. Um but yeah, they're fucking they're great, man. I wish I wish they could do more shit. And like also like Daniel, their frontman, hands down one of the coolest hardcore frontmen ever. Yeah. Like his energy, the way he like enunciates words, 
I don't know. He's fucking insane. Yes, I have this uh, this awesome like uh, climate of fear T-shirt that I just kind of like. I'll wear it every now and then, but I'm just like, man, like I really, really like this shirt, and it's like you know, it's like from like I think like 2009, so it's like old. So I gotta like you know take care of it. Mm-hmm. No, that's sick, man. Yeah, I like I said, I wish that they would do more shit because that band is perfect. Yeah, so uh, it, it's been like just like probably like a, a little over a year since you guys put out uh, Service Noise. Is uh, you guys are going to let the record um, live a little longer or are you guys going to um, get back into the studio soon? Like what would your plans? Um, so right now we're just kind of working on writing. Uh, we already have like quite a few solid ideas, but like nothing's like concrete yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're kind of just taking it as it goes right now. Like we're, like I said, we're slowing down on touring just so we can write and like not overstay our welcome. Um, so right now it's just like writing the next thing. The next thing is going to be an LP. Um, I can definitely say that, but I have no, we have no timeline now. I'm like studio time or when it's going to come out or anything like that. So that's pretty much the, the project right now. We have, we have some touring coming up later this year, but that's about it. Like the last half of the year or um like late summer early fall that's the only thing that we have like solid right now the 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 fall fall is wide open right now so we'll see what happens okay and can you talk about who you're going to be touring with or is it too early to speak about uh not yet yeah i can't i can't really say anything right now but i can say it's fuck the lineup's crazy and it's going to be cool and it's coming to california so Oh, awesome. That that's always great news um when I hear or see bands touring to California cuz obviously uh I'm biased. That's where I, I stay at, so I, I love when uh tours come through here. And it, it's it's honestly like pretty rare when tours don't come through like my part of California. So, um I'm happy to hear that you guys are going to make your way through here again later. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you'll you'll be you'll be seeing a little bit of us. And I think that the like that area in particular is going to pop off for that show. It's going to be cool. Well, Jake, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on the podcast. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for asking me to do it. Yeah, no, for sure. And before we leave, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, our stuff, go follow us on all of our shit. It's uh, judiciary TX or on everything except for Instagram is judiciary TX HC. Um, go listen to it on Bandcamp. go buy some of our merch and shit. If you want to um, shout out to a bunch of our friends, bands, low end, um, fucking creeping death, Vamakara, all the closed casket bands, check all those bands out. And yeah, I guess you'll, I mean, if anybody's listening to this podcast, you'll probably see us uh, where you're at this year. So come hang out. And I'm sorry, real quick, uh, you, you brought up merch. Uh, I, I just want to compliment you on that shirt you guys did at LDB. It was the black uh, Carhartt shirt with the high density printing. Uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Awesome. I actually, because uh, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to sell out or not. So I actually had a buddy who was there pick one up for me because I, I was just so into that design. Super awesome. Oh, sick. Thank you. I, I designed that one actually. Okay. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to do that cause I've just been, <laughs> I've been wearing a bunch of Carhartt recently and like 
I bought this shirt from like this workout brand um, that basically just emulates 80 bo- 80s bodybuilding style, mm-hmm. and they print all their shit on puffy print. Okay. Um, so I was like, hey, we got to do this because this shit's cool. Um, so yeah, that that shirt turned out great. So thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you again. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. 